Hey guys, welcome to From Our 20s. Our goal in this podcast is to have a conversation around topics that we in our 20s are going through. We have realized that we often can feel like we're the only ones going through whatever the situation or feeling may be, and navigating life can be super difficult. But we believe it helps so much to be able to relate and know we aren't the only ones. I truly believe we are all a lot more alike than we are different, and there is hope, especially with faith. Thanks for joining us. Let's jump into this week's episode of From Our 20s. Brandon, did you hear all of that? Uh, yeah. I... Okay. That was good. Same. That was awesome. Dude, I we said looked dang, at each other awesome. and we were like, <laughs> we, like we've oh, been no. sobbing our hearts out and these guys like muted us 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, that was actually awesome though. It was so good. I... I unplugged my microphone or my headset because I need to charge my phone. And so then I lost my mic, I guess, out of that. So I have to oh, reboot yeah. it. Oh. Stupid technicalities. I do have a question sort of on a different topic. I'm kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm kind of just assuming, you know, let's say like before marriage, even before like dating, you were in the same boat, just given what I know about at least Chris, where it was, you know, probably – you know, listen to all the sermons, heard all the convo speakers, listen to all the podcasts about like dating, marriage, relationships or whatever. How prepared or unprepared looking back, do you still think you were going into marriage? Given that, you know, obviously correct me if that assumption is off. Um, but how well do you think, whether it be the church or just your own, you know, books, podcasts, sermons, et cetera, it is. How much did that move the needle, do you think, in terms of being prepared um, or helping you become a husband or, as Hannah, as a wife? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that, in general, I don't know that I was, like, crazy prepared beforehand in the sense of, like, I had read a bunch of books about it and I had, you know, I think sometimes when, when you're really focused on it, it almost makes singleness harder because it causes discontentment it's like looking something that you don't have and so then it makes you start questioning why don't I have that is God holding out on me so um what I will say is right before I met Christopher I know that this is a God thing but I listened through Matt Chandler's a beautiful design series uh and it's just on YouTube and it's like, I want to say 10 episodes, eight eight episodes, but it goes through biblical manhood and womanhood. And, you know, he talks about Imago Dei at the, at the beginning. And that really does such a good job of walking through, not just romantic relationships, but just like, what is the role of woman in creation? You're like a better human after listening to that. It, I, I can't recommend it enough. Hmm. It was such a game changer for me and really prepped me for the season of dating and then marriage because it just, it really sharpened my understanding of like, regardless of Christopher, because the reality is like, even now, like Christopher could be gone tomorrow. I could be gone tomorrow. And so like, I can't find my identity in being a spouse because even that is, that can go away. Um, so it, it just is a great podcast. Um, and that I think did the most preparation. And I will say that Christopher 
I felt like in our relationship led so well in even communicating. Like I never wondered where Christopher was in our dating relationship. Like he was just honest with me, but I appreciated that because I never was sitting in bed at night. Like, Oh, like, does he still like me? Are we like, are we good? Uh, Is he like, does he think I'm cute? You know, I wasn't asking those questions because Christopher just led well, like, Hey, this is where I'm at. Where are you? This is what I've been thinking about. Do you have any thoughts? You know, just really did a good job of leading them. So I'll let him talk about how he's prepared. <laughs> Praise God. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's uh, you said that back in the day. It's encouraging to hear even now. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just want to be a decent human being, um, go go watch Matt Chandler's A Beautiful Design series. Um, it's great. Um, and I like MDiv done a master's in biblical like studies and he's doing justice to the topic he's talking about. Like there's, there's books that don't cover it as well as he does in a couple of sermons, to be frank. So um, I'll, I'll grab yeah. that and link it below in the description for this yeah. episode for everybody. Yeah. That'll be yeah. good. That's great. Um, but in terms of like being prepped, um, I felt like if, if I was to give you a summary like statement, Hannah and I were prepped for what we would and would not do well. Like to just to be frank, like we, we kind of like knew, like we knew what we were signing up for. We knew it was a long journey in the same direction. We knew it was going to be messy. We knew we were going to need grace. Um, I say we knew you could fill that in with me. No. Like, those are still true. Like, we're still figuring it out. Like, we're still being gracious to one another. We're still falling and, and you know, have our days and our moments. And um, I just felt like the prep that we did gave us the language and the framework to deal with the problems that came up. So some couples are blindsided by things they didn't know were going to be an issue and a, a good way to to get past that is you need to have friends that are married <laughs> like and you need to have time like i shared last episode like my buddy sig like you need friends that aren't family that are like they're who you want to be around right like they're they're in our circle casey right like they're they're at that breakfast coffee of entrepreneurs but they're in a different stage of life and let their wisdom inform your, your life setting. Um, and so we like, uh, I, I'll say a few things surprised us because of the work. It was like, Oh, we knew this was going to be hard. This is a hard day. Cool. That doesn't make today easier necessarily just like more human. It's like, oh, we're supposed to have hard days. <laughs> like, we're supposed to have hard conversations. This is normal. Because that's what you want to hear. It's like, what you're going to do is normal. Um, or it's not normal, right? You should move this person. Um, this is not normal. Um, these are red flags, not green lights. Um, oh, man, you, you know, you pushed a boundary. And you guys got to work through that. Cool. Oh, man, you guys are, like, struggling to communicate. So you're making efforts to communicate better. Good for you. So are my parents. So are my grandparents. 
my great grandparents who are dead should be working on that. You know, like they like cool. That's like normal. Um, but it kind of informed our experience. And that's a lot of what we have. Like, you know, you guys sit here and say, Man, Chris, like he just has wisdom beyond his years. Um, it's because it's wisdom that's not my own. Like it's what I've been given. So if we learn from people's mistakes, they don't have to be our own mistakes. Like we can learn from other people's mistakes. I mean, we can learn from, like, I really, 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 really do think that God's word is so helpful. So the fact that I've studied God's word, like Hannah and I both, and like we both have seminary degrees, our marriage is flourishing because of that. Because you read the end of Matthew's gospel and Jesus gives the end time parables. He talks about how man and woman aren't married in heaven. Like it changes that like as a Christ follower, that changes your whole paradigm of marriage. Like in heaven, in the new heavens and the new earth, when Jesus comes back, Hannah and I will not be married. So it changes what the frick my goal is. Like her destiny is not me and her. Her destiny is her and Jesus. And so my job is to prepare her for that day. And so, you know, no matter how corny you think it is or isn't, I can't count the number of nights that we've laid in bed and one of us has said, hey, if I don't wake up, like you prepared me to be face-to-face with Jesus. And the waves of emotion come over you and you shed a tear. And you're like, hey, you've been a really great partner. And I hope that you wake up in the morning. But if <laughs> you don't, I'm I'm better prepared to be with my Savior because of you. And, like, that is what it's ultimately about. Um, so we challenge each other. Like, Hannah knows if I die tonight, tonight, she's allowed to remarry. Like, it's not about me and her. Like, it's about her and Jesus. She's allowed to remarry. Like, go have kids with someone else. Go live your life. But <laughs> this is like the but. He better <laughs> love you. He better love you more than I do. Like, you can't just be lonely and go marry a schmuck. Like, raise this little girl by yourself. Your parents will chip in. My fi- my family will chip in. You can't just go marry a, a d bag because he's available. If he loves Jesus and loves you and loves our little girl more than me, go for it. Like, have the freedom to do so. But that, like, that is a hard pill to swallow if you don't have the right theology. Like, if you don't, if your perception of marriage is the end all be all, it's going to solve my problems. I'll never be lonely again. I'll never be horny again. I'll never be fill in the blank with whatever you're looking for. If you're looking for marriage to fix that problem, it's not going to do it. I promise you it's not. That person is flawed. You need Jesus to fill in that that gap, that hole, that need. And if he's doing that, man, just like my budget with Hannah, there's freedom. There's freedom to say, if I die today, you've been a great partner, a great friend, a great spouse. Like, you're awesome. But no one in heaven is married (laughs) it's not about that it's about our king and 
our prep to get back to your question prepared for that like when i was dating hannah i knew it's not actually about this chick like it's it's just not like it's like it's way bigger than her and i and if we get married and have kids and those kids believe in jesus oh my gosh like that's better than what either of us has planned right but like if they don't okay well we're also like committed to our church so if one person at cross point one person in my restaurant comes to jesus worth it like that's worth all this the whole gambit my kids might hate my guts and think i'm crazy and a right-wing conservative just because i like jesus right um but if one person that hannah rubs shoulders with like comes to jesus worth it um and there's freedom like there's so much freedom in that and sadly most 20 whatevers don't have that um and that's not from us that's from the freaking gospel of matthew chapter 25 go read it it's there um but that is the good news of the kingdom of god um and there's life and life abundant there you know I think the only thing that I will add to that is I remember being a single person thinking if God's like will for me is that I will find a spouse, then he's told me that he wants me to be equally yoked with that person. And so why would I not, why would I like sit here and wait around for that person to come along and waste time? when I'm hoping that they're pursuing the Lord, they're making disciples, they're living their life to the fullest, and they're like even maybe preparing for marriage. And like, I'm over here just sitting and waiting and dreaming about that. Like, nope, that's not how it's gonna work. Like, if if God's will is that, you know, I'd be equally yoked with somebody, then I better like be the person that I wanna marry. That sounds weird, but like, you know, that that person would want to be with and will be equally yoked with. So it's like, sometimes we get it backwards. Stop staring at the thing ahead and like, keep your head down. And like Christopher came in my life at such a random time. I was not even looking for love. I know that I was dating somebody, but, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I wasn't, I wasn't looking. And he came into my life at a time where I was like, really actually like, content and not like searching for love (laughs) wow is there something you wish you would have either known or done back when you were single because i know a lot especially at liberty i think it, it was easy to think of you know whether you want to phrase it as like being married is better than being single or like okay like as soon as i find this person i'll be happy fulfilled etc and obviously the grass is always greener um and you know that's not the case but is there anything that you wish you would have either done differently or like known back in that season (laughs) my my short answer is no because i'm gonna keep like doing the things and learning the things and experiencing the things that you could fill in that gap in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Like if you want me to say, man, I really wish I went skydiving before I got married, 
Cause the old lady, like, you know, the old ball and chain won't let me like, <laughs> like you're, I promise you, you're not going to get that answer from me. Like Hannah is, is interested in me becoming a better person, experiencing things, growing, changing, etc. So if I want to go jump out of an airplane, cause I was single, she would quote unquote, let me, <laughs> she would consider me enough <laughs> to let me do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, now that's like the healthy goal. I think that you better have your perspectives right um, in what's important. So right now, th- throughout my master's degree, I love disc golf. I play disc golf. I'm like I'm decent at disc golf. Um, I know that that's like really low on the totem pole of what's important in life. But right now. I don't have school. I, I'm a graduate. And our little girl's coming. So right now, like Hannah encourages me to go soak that up. Like I'm playing three times a week, boys. <laughs> like that never happened ever. In undergrad, I wasn't playing three times a week. You feel me? But like we have like a sober awareness of like, okay, where we're at, where we're going, what you love, what you enjoy, go do that thing. Right. And I think if I didn't, if I wasn't married to someone like that, I would have tons of regrets. Oh, I wish I played more golf back in the day. Right. Like that is the typical answer that like 50 year olds would give us. You know who wouldn't give you that? My dad. Because my dad played golf every weekend before he met my mom. And then they got like they worked and they came to Jesus together and they had already had three kids from two marriages and Oh my gosh, we both came to Jesus in our adulthood. And like, my dad hasn't thought about golf in 30 years. Like, he hasn't thought about it, right? He's been so busy loving other stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't miss it. He doesn't like, we pulled the clubs out one time. He made a fool of himself. He released the club. My sister, Old English, the club, not knowing you're not <laughs> supposed to put Old English on leather. My dad was like, oh, guys, back in the day, I used to be good. And he goes to do a swing launches the club into a tree, right? <laughs> he doesn't miss golf. Like, his affection has changed. So my my answer is no, I wouldn't have done anything different. But I'm also in a healthy relationship where, like, I can pursue new things. Hey, Hannah, I, like, think I want to, like, spend some time doing this. She's going to encourage me in that. But I think if I had a wife that wouldn't, I'd be filled with regret. Like, if you... I. I don't feel like a caged animal, so I don't have regret, if that makes sense. Um, and, if, and if anything, we get to do things together together now. It's like having your, really your best friend that you just get to do that stuff with. So I don't know that there's anything like specifically, um, I mean, we've gotten to do things together, even at the beginning of our marriage that we've tried to, you know, take advantage of. Like we got to go to Israel together. Um, which was an amazing opportunity. And that was one of those things that we looked at each other and said, like, you know, this is kind of a lot of money in this season of our life. But like, once we have kids, this will only get harder. Like, so let's take advantage of this time. And I think when you can be sober about, yeah, that. yeah. you know, when even when kids come, it's like, okay, we're still going to have to make time to pursue one another and do things together. And so, um, you know, just making space and time for those things to yeah. still like adventure even to be a part of your 
friendship and your relationship. Yeah. Like Casey, I'll raise you one. You're like, oh man, I might move, self-employed, fill in the blank, right? Like I, I might make a big jump. Right now, Hannah and I both have our masters, have a kid coming. We could move anywhere, live anywhere, no problem, right? First three, four years of that kid's life, they could live in a shoebox. They won't know it. They, they, they could hang out with dad on a Wednesday or a Saturday, depending on my job. They won't know it, right? But, like, when that kid's 10, there's she's got softball practice and dance recital or fill in the blank. I'm going to be less flexible. But for right now, if Hannah and I want to jump, we'll jump. Like, like we'll do it. So having a partner that has that same mindset, I think really does get rid of some of the like, oh, you know, the old, it's been a lot of, a lot of chain and no ball recently. Like that will never be in my life because I'm in a healthy, flourishing marriage. Like that's not a thing. Right. And you know what I'm talking about? Like, well, I used to love NASCAR, but Sarah ruined it for me. And you're like, sorry, you hate your life, bro. Um, that won't be me. So I, I, you know, I think that won't be you guys either. So. If those guys would like in their marriage, consider their wife and their wife would consider them like you could find a medium to that NASCAR problem. For sure. You know, it's like, for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel no, I don't feel sorry for you, bro. Now, if it's something crazy like you're doing drugs or something, like, yeah, let's talk about that. But <laughs> I don't want to do drugs with yeah. you. <laughs> Is that helpful, Casey? Like, a podcast aside, does that, like, inform? Yeah, I guess. So, sort of more, the, maybe I should have clarified. The angle of my question wasn't more like, what do you wish you would have, like, done before you were married in terms of, like, now that, you're mis- now that you can't do while you're married? It was more like, what do you think would have made you more prepared to be a better husband or wife? Oh, sorry. Nice. That was, <laughs> we'll cut that um, 10 minutes. No, well, you started running. Well, still I still good, thought Chris. it was, it was yeah, I still thought it was really good. But yeah. I, I wanted to clarify that where, it, sorry, yeah, I didn't mean it for it to come off like a disparaging, like, all right, now no, that I'm you're just, married and you're kind of like locked no, down. I'm you your shots. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, that's real. Like, you know, that's real, right? Like, oh, yeah. You feel that you see it like there's people there. Oh, never want to be there. Um, I think our previous answer is like, if you set the pace for your marriage, like you can't like no one is like totally prepared, but you can like have the forethought, mm-hmm. have the expectations that we're gonna fail at this. It's gonna be clunky. I'm gonna need grace. You're gonna need grace. Mm-hmm. We're learning. We're young. Like. It's okay. You know, it's, it's a long, long game. And as a couple, like I said earlier, having those friends that are not family, that are older, changes that paradigm. Because Hannah's mom, who's a wise woman, who has so much, like if she was on the podcast, you'd eat her up. But she's my mother-in-law. So like, I have only so much tolerance. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it just is what it is. But someone the same age, someone else's mother-in-law, I'll listen to you all day. So you just got to have like a, a real understanding of what's what and fight your pride when it comes up. And 
there's a lot to learn from other people, yeah. <laughs> regardless of who they are, mm-hmm. mother-in-law or not. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Darla's yeah. the best. She really is. Casey, your question that you have asked and clarified, I think <laughs> uh, looking back, this is something I could have regretted more if God had not been gracious to me in many ways, but um, like dealing with family wounds and um, maybe if somebody has walked, has walked through some trauma um, in their life and that's not something that you've um, talked to a counselor or a therapist about, um, or if it is even family wounds that impact the way you see yourself, the way you, uh, deal in relationships, you know, just impact a lot of things in your daily life. Um, that's something that God graciously with friends around me who asked me some hard questions, I was able to process through some of those things. Um, and Christopher played a little bit of a part in that once we even were dating, but I I think that that's something that when you have, quote unquote baggage or wounds. Um, I think sometimes we think when you add a person that, um, you know, you're in a relationship with that it's all going to go away or that they're going to somehow like fill that gap or whatever you're kind of searching for. Um, and what ends up happening is that baggage just gets heavier. And now there's somebody else with their hand on it and you both got to carry it. And, um, I think it's a really gracious thing. And, um, again, it's like considering your future spouse to seek out, um, someone that can help you process through that. You'll live in more freedom, but then you'll be able to enter into marriage with a lot less, I think, heartache and, um, you'll save you and your spouse a lot of heartache in the ways that, you know, that would impact your relationship. I guess the one caveat is then also like you don't have to have everything in your past figured out. Oh, sure. Like you don't have to have pretty bows on everything. Yeah. And and I just say that to say there, there's someone listening to this podcast that thinks once I clean my act up, I'll get that job, get that marriage, get that thing. And that's not the case. Mm-mm. But having to like holistic and realistic Mm -hmm. understanding of your your state you know Mm -hmm. um hannah came from a divorced family so like Mm -hmm. she needed to have a healthy grasp of that Mm -hmm. not she hasn't she still hasn't mastered it we're like we're about to have a kid the waters are going to get more more muddy Mm -hmm. than clear to be frank um but there's like a healthy understanding of that um, that is one, love yourself well. <laughs> um, that that way you can deal with those relationships, but also love your spouse well by making those things a priority for sure. Yeah. So. No, I was gonna say, Brandon, I've been asking a lot of the questions lately, so didn't want to keep cutting in. No, this is good. This is more than I ever thought it would be. Like, you guys are just. I'm soaking it in over here, and I'm just like, I don't know. It, it's it's so real to hear you guys talk about it, and um, it, it's just such good 
content and I'm just thankful that you guys have taken the time to to go through it with us and, and give us long answers that are I, I know will help other people um, whoever's listening and if if none of them it's definitely helped me and I'm sure Casey's touched by it too Oh, I texted Brandon at one point when you guys were, t- I, it was when you were talking about the, like, you've prepared me, like, well loved, you know, basically leaving me better than you found me. Like, if I was to die tonight, meet Jesus, like, you prepared me for that well. I texted Brandon, like, I was tearing up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not some, like, obviously, like, you hear the context, you know, like, the, the framework that you built around it of, like, just, like, lying in bed, like, if I was not to wake up, like, you've prepared me for that wow like that was legitimately touching hallelujah yeah praise the lord because it's been a lot of just the work he's done in our life and then i'm so serious the people that god has placed in our life i just am abundantly grateful for their them doing you know even what we're doing just like willing to sit and talk through different aspects of relationships and life and the Lord and, and all those things. But bro, like also doesn't that like resonate in your chest? Oh, like, I was like legitimately that, tearing up. Yeah, like does doesn't that like make sense? Yeah. Like it's hard to hear like it's hard to hear it's challenging. But you're like frick. Like that's what it's all about. Right? Quote the Grinch. That's what it's always been about, right? <laughs> it's like yeah. that, like is <laughs> if, if, a, if a non-believer heard that, they're thinking this bro is crazy. But to those who has have the ears to hear, that's like easy. You're mm-hmm. like, bro, like that. That's what it's all about. <laughs> and that's not like that doesn't come from us it's from Matthew like go read the gospel it's written 2,000 years ago right like it it makes sense it strikes in a chord yeah it's like um, sweet honey or like a yeah oil. it's easy yeah. right like it's easy huh, it's um, like that yoke is easy and the burden's light yeah. or something <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't make it doesn't make the nights easy like we tear up often like we're a mess mm-hmm. if you if you saw us our bedtime routine you would giggle You're like those freaking chambers, they're so in love. Like, they can't even go to bed without crying. But, like, I promise you, like, my wife and future kids will be ready for the day I'm not here. Because it's not about me. And, like, that makes sense. <laughs> you know? It just makes sense. So, praise God. And if it just impacts you too, hallelujah. And I mean that. Like, Hallelujah. Honestly, it's been a great reminder for us, too. <laughs> we were talking when we were between. Yeah, I haven't seen my wife in three weeks. <laughs> oh, shoot. Like, I say that sarcastically, but, like, <laughs> we were on a vacation with my, I talked earlier about my crazy family. 42 people at the beach mm-hmm. in two houses. Just chaos, mm-hmm. right? So, like, that week we were on, but, like, not on for each other. It was, like, uncle and aunt duty to the max mm-hmm. come back this pregnant woman is sick as a dog for two weeks oh so sick like so mm-hmm. sick and then her job ramped up and i you know i, I always work a lot so mm-hmm. it was like oh i haven't like really sat down with you for quality time in three weeks yeah. and this saturday though 
Yeah, this, but Making like, but like, you remember, boys, when I talked earlier about finding a spouse that like can run at the pace you run and values the things you value? Like, if I had a fickle, unstable wife, I couldn't do this. Like, I, I would not answer your call. Hey, bro, I got to be home. Um, but the Lord has blessed me in someone who knows the truth and who is committed to it. So we can do this. They're like, they're like, this hurts, right? This is um, uh, sacrificial love, right? Like, um, G, uh, we're not called in the, in the church to tithe. We're called to sacrificially give. So if your giving doesn't hurt, it's not sacrificial. If Hannah and I, like, it doesn't hurt a little bit to, like, give to the kingdom, we're probably not doing enough. <laughs> like, so there's a freedom there. Like, she's like, oh, today it's me. Like, I gave more today because I did two podcasts. But next week, her RAs will need her. Her students will need her. Her mom will need her. And she'll give herself. And it's for the bigger picture. And man, is there freedom there. So, you know, find yourself a wife that you can partner with like that. You know what I'm saying? I think a helpful phrase that Christopher and I have picked up is um, saying that you know, I love being a teammate with you. Um, The team gets better, right? The team gets better. For sure. And so the idea that... For sure. (laughs) (laughs) So the idea that, like, Christopher is my teammate and therefore, like, we're headed towards the same goal. We are on the same mission, but it's like we're partnering with one another. So his strengths are complementing mine. I am picking up slack when he can't pick up, you know, maybe his side or, you know, you're compensating and, and working together. And it makes it so much less about like what I need from this relationship, what I need selfishly from you, but says, okay, like we're teammates. How can I be a good teammate to you? That phrase has just vocabulary for us and communication has been so important to be on the same page and just i think again to head towards the same like mission and goal yeah yeah i've always loved that that phrase and that word of you know anything Mm -hmm. about relationships it's it's about a team you know it's not i anymore it's we and that mentality is is powerful Mm-hmm. And then when I see Christopher like doing really well or like he's been considering me a lot and has like served me well in a busy week or whatever, I love to say to him, I love being your teammate. Like, thanks for being such a good teammate this week. I don't know. It's just something that's like, there's so much camaraderie in it. <laughs> yeah. Dumb the Gatorade. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Good stuff, guys. Super good stuff. Uh, you guys, got... I, I imagine you guys could just keep going all night long. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Kaylee's take on this. One of our other friends from Liberty. We kind of, I think we did an episode or two talking about dating. But feel free to answer this either like quantitatively or qualitatively. In your guys' opinion, you know, obviously it's not a top factor but how important is physical attraction in your guys's opinion when it comes to choosing someone to date and then by extension marry like 
not at all? Is it relevant? Is it a top thing? Like, where does that land for you guys? Mm, yeah. I think it is essential, but it's not primary. So it's not, it is essential, but it's not primary. So obviously you need to be physically attracted to your spouse. (laughs) That seems like kind of a no brainer. That's just how God has created us. But there's so much more to a person than their physical appearance. And so I don't think I could give it a number, but to say that, yeah, it is a part of your relationship. It's actually not the primary thing about your relationship, um, I think is a good way of thinking about it. And I'll, I'll flip the script and, you know, a good buddy of mine, Luke, um, like, you know, Dana girl didn't work out. And he just looks at me and goes, I, I have to imagine that, like, there's a girl out there that, like, gets me and is also a babe. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, bro, like, no, like, you're, I mean, you're a male dime piece, so, like, for sure. Like, there's a, there's a girl that will get you and is a babe, right? And then guess what? Like, when I first got married, like, I was in a fight club with him, Brandon, and... He's like, yeah, like, there's this girl that gets me, and, like, she's a dime piece, but, like, I don't know, like, we're, like, there's a couple little things. And it took me, I mean, freshly married. It was January, and I got married in November, right? And Goodman got married the summer before in July. Um, So two, like, fresh fish. And we're like, bro, you have like idealized marriage. Like, I don't know who you think you're going to marry, but like that chick doesn't exist. And if she did, she's not interested in you. I'll just be frank. <laughs> um, but like, you know who is? Like this girl who gets you, who knows you, understands you, who loves Jesus, and is a babe. Like your wife is beautiful. <laughs> so like, I don't know what the frick you're doing, right? Well, guess what? Three weeks later, he proposed. I Like, I don't know what, switch flipped in his mind but kind of opposite Casey he he was like dude this girl's smoking hot but <laughs> like there's like some like the way she does the dishes I remember that was a thing like she shuts the water off when doing, when doing the dishes <laughs> because she's trying to save water and that to him was like as a single dude was like that's not how I was raised. Like, that annoyed me. It pissed me off. And I'm like, dude, you're being so petty. You're going to have a dishwasher. You're not going to hand wash your dishes anyways. I don't know what the frick you're arguing about, right? Like, <laughs> like I'm just sitting there like, what? And three weeks later, he proposed. And they're, they're doing great. But it's funny how your pendulum will swing either way. Looks will be too elevated or not elevated enough. No, right? Like, have like the pity dating. Like, no, he's super sweet. He's like, he's so kind. And like, I'm a nine, but like, he's a four. And everyone else is like, <laughs> what? Like, when you're 32, you're not going to be into this guy. And that, so, like Hannah said, it's important, but it's not. Uh, it's essential. Again? It's not primary. 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 But like, 
it's got to be there, right? Yeah. So you yeah. got to have it like a sober awareness to it. Um, but you can swing either way. So breathe, take a deep breath. Imagine who this woman or man will be when they're mm-hmm. 50. Are you still attracted to them? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Like, go for it. I used to say, everybody's going to get saggy, baggy, and draggy at some point. <laughs> so you might as well find someone that's got a sick personality. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like, you could be dating a supermodel and really just hate your life yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like and she's a drag yeah right? right she could have the worst yeah. personality and you're like nope yeah. i don't want to do this but you know it still has to obviously be there too yeah li- literally this week i went i went to like for i'm on the board of a nonprofit, and i had to go do some filming for uh, like a video we're doing and so i'm in a, a, a three-hour car ride with one of the other board members and he's poking at one of the other board members out in the car yeah, Luke's always talking about how hard it is to lay down his life and for his wife. And I remind him, yeah, it's so hard for me to lay down my life for my smoking hot wife who's <laughs> super cool. Like, my <laughs> tough life, right? But, like, that's humorous. But it's also, like, the grass is always greener. Like, mm-hmm. dying to yourself is never hard, no matter how attractive or ugly your spouse is. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm speaking as a married man who my wife is now pregnant for the first time. My attraction to her is changing. She doesn't have the body she used to. Praise God, I'm not only attracted to her body. Yeah. And vice versa. Because when I'm 45, I'm not going to look this good. I don't look <laughs> that good already, you know? <laughs> so it, it is essential, but not primary. I think that's a good way to frame it, for sure. So. Chris Roy says now, Baby got front. <laughs> the front matches the back. I'm just saying, like, we got curves spilling out of everywhere. Uh, no one wants to hear that. No. The shower curtain. What? Grab it all what? Nobody understood that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get that. Not even me. Okay, we'll just cut this, okay? <laughs> all right. No, I got the shower curtain. It's, it's funny. Uh, well i don't have any more questions i don't know if casey does and i don't really want to take up too much of you guys' time it sounds like you guys uh need some time for yourselves (laughs) it's been a while since you guys have uh got some of that time so i don't want to take too much more of it and it's getting late yeah well thank you guys so much uh, to be honest, we don't have any more answers, so that's good. You don't have any more questions. <laughs> yeah, we've blown way more smoke out, out of us than we should have. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> a lot of hot air over here. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys so much. This was a really fun surprise to my evening, and um, it's good to you know just even hear your guys' voices. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. It was really fun to watch Hannah like remember you guys because like <laughs> her job has still been around students, so she's seen a lot of students. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, like Brandon and Casey. She's like, Right. Brandon, I was like, give me last names. Brandon and Casey. Like, how do I know them? And I was like, throw Shane in the mix, first of all. Like, kind of, <laughs> like Shane is kind of, you know, essential. Yeah. Essential yeah, yeah. and primary. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then I was like, remember like Thursday Boot Company? Yes. He's a farmer. I still bro, like I almost like right now I'm wearing my chance to rapper hat backwards. I almost wore my uh, Thursday boot. 
dumb hat backwards <laughs> just, just for you. But this isn't video chat, so it wouldn't have been funny anyways. <laughs> That's but, true. Um, but once I like started, she was like, oh my gosh, of course. And it was really fun. I'll be frank. Just as like a fellow brother to sit and watch, like listen to some of these podcasts and see how Crosspoint like has informed and changed you guys. Oh well, yeah. Because like I had no yes. like I had no say in that, right? Like it's very humbling. Like, man, you know, some of the biggest lessons they've had is like has been Crosspoint. And you know why? Because Crosspoint preaches the freaking word and they yep. f- preach it faithfully. Like yeah. ruin through front to cover, like they freaking rocked the house. And like that was honestly the best part. I was like, dude, they they grew because they were under a good pastor. Like, and, and how cool is it that you guys learned that lesson? Because um, like I did not learn the lesson of get committed to a church early, but like I learned that the hard way. Matt learned that early. You guys learned that like real early. And I think that your podcast in life is a testimony to that like. Oh, we're in Lynchburg. We need to go find a church. Oh, here's a healthy church. Let's like dig in. Um, and I, as an encouragement and challenge, I hope that you're doing that now. But yeah, yeah but uh, again, thanks. Thanks for, again for you know the time. I, I don't want to speak for Brandon or anyone listening, but like I, I'm being a hundred percent sincere when I say like, if I ever get married, I think that it will be a of the conversations that I had tonight with you guys. No. Like, I completely mean oh, that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh. That's yeah. All right, so I'll speak for Brandon. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> I, I'm sure both of us uh, at that both. time in our life will come back and listen to this episode because, I mean, and I'm going to recommend it to so many people because this is just such good content and it's real and it's yeah. and it's based on truth and that's that's why it's so good. Oh mm. yeah. Wild. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for joining us on From Our 20s. Uh this little podcast of ours. We just appreciate your time and and hope that you're Maybe blessed like, um, the rest of your evening and night and um yeah, just appreciate it, guys. You're great. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care, guys. <laughs>